0: Here is your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Hoff.
1: Oh, you know what? I watched. I did. I wa- I'm a glutton for punishment. I watched this Biden speech with Jimmy Kimmel. We're going to talk about this, and I know there there are so many things vying for our attention. There, I there's there's a lot to get to, and yes, I know about the FBI arrest of the. Republican gubernatorial candidate in the state of Michigan for his connection to the alleged connection or whatever charges related to the January 6th uh, incident at the Capitol building. Um, You know, this is, this is something I, I haven't, I haven't followed incredibly closely. I just suffice it to say this and I, If we've reached a place in this country where we cannot agree on what I'm about to say, then I, you know, I I just, that's a sad day and a terrifying day for this country. But we, obviously, if this, if Mr. Kelly committed a crime, a legitimate crime on January 6th, then he, it doesn't matter if he's running for office or whatever. If he is truly worthy of being charged, he should be charged. However, if he is not, and just because he's running for office as a candidate for, I don't care if he's running as a Democrat candidate, um, it, it shouldn't matter if the evidence, if there's not enough evidence to warrant charges, then there shouldn't be there shouldn't be charges. And I you know, I, I just feel like we've reached a point in this in this nation, especially when we begin to see um, the, well, the political, drama of the January 6th hearings and so forth, make no mistake, make absolutely no mistake, they want this election to be about January 6th. They want you to hear Trump, fascist Republicans, uh, overthrowing democracy, all this sort of stuff. I've been remarkably consistent, as I'm sure the vast majority of you have been as well, on this issue of what happened January 6th. In the instances where crimes were committed, people should be charged. In the instances where people were protesting or where they may have been ushered in by law enforcement, as we saw in some videos, that's a different story, right? If they're vandalizing, um, committing crimes, trespassing, attacking officers, clearly, right? I mean, this, this just goes without without saying. It should. It should go without saying. But this is what this election, they want it to be about And as Biden said in the speech, he wants it to be about gun control. What they don't want it to be about is what you're experiencing each and every day. That's what they don't want it to be about. They don't want it to be about the dumpster fire that they've created in this country economically, socially. Um, They don't want it to be about any of these things. They don't want it to be, by the way, the media acts as though what happened outside of Kavanaugh's residence, no big deal. Nah, but even even the Speaker of the House, Speaker of the House, is on record um, saying that no one's in danger. It's just remarkable what we're dealing with. Literally, again, I would say to Speaker Pelosi, with all due respect, Madam Speaker, two good guys with a gun stopped a bad guy with the gun when they prevented Justice Brett Kavanaugh from being attacked by the alleged perpetrator, the alleged. Uh, desire someone who was desiring to be an assassin that by the way that by the way is terrorism i mean if you are engaged in a particular act an act that is designed to create fear and terror for political purposes that is by definition terrorism but again this is this is blown off like it's no big deal whatever nothing happened nothing to see here meanwhile the house still is not passed has not passed the Senate's version of the bill to beef up security security why I say security security for um, Supreme Court justices um, that's been passed for some time in the Senate and I believe I want to say unanimously I believe maybe I'm maybe I looked at that wrong but I think it might have been unanimous but Nancy Pelosi and the uh, radical leftists in the House of Representatives don't even want to Take a look at this, even as Supreme Court justices are being threatened. So I know all that stuff's happening. It's real stuff. It matters. Um, but what I want to talk about today is, is this interview. And the reason I want to... Uh, Joe Biden on Jimmy Kimmel. The reason I want to talk about this is because... Is because Biden typically is a Hayden, right? We know Biden is Hayden. That was his whole campaign strategy. Again, I can't blame the radical left for wanting to make this their strategy... Biden is one who is, um, well, not very good speaking. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to be kind here. I take I take no pleasure. I've made this abundantly clear. But I take no pleasure in this. Uh, but but the guy is clearly not, clearly not, completely well. And anyone who suggests otherwise, like this is the epitome of health or something, is either very delusional or very dishonest, intellectually dishonest, because that is not at all what we've, what we've seen here. And he's, in a, he's with a friendly audience. He's with a friendly, It's not even a member of the media, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, it's, it's a radical leftist. It's one radical leftist talking to another radical leftist. And I watched this thing. I've, I've actually got a couple minutes that I haven't seen here at the tail end. But I've I've jotted down a whole bunch of things that came out of this this interview. We're gonna play some sound bites. But I want to tell you at the beginning, Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel makes a super lame, if you ask me, super lame introduction. And I think I'm gonna say this. I think I think that the audience was coached. I think that. They wanted the optics. And I don't know. I don't know if it was Kimmel. I don't know if it was his producers. I don't know if it was Team Biden. I don't know if they all went up there before the event and address or the, the, the speech. Um and I somebody addressed the crowd. There is no way. There is no way in this universe that this reaction, this reaction that was received by Biden was a legitimately accurate and spontaneous reaction. I mean, standing applause kind of stuff. I mean, people were just hooting and hollering over this guy. President Biden. President Biden, who people only voted for, the ones that did, they only voted for Biden because he wasn't Trump. President Biden, whose approval ratings are virtually negative. I mean, I think if there could be negative numbers in an approval rating, Biden would potentially have those. He's got inflation, which is on the government, and he, of course, is the executive and head head of the executive branch, and a lot of his decisions, policies, and so forth have led to these inflationary pressures that we are dealing with day in and day out. And when you see the stickers, I just saw some tonight, or last night as I was filling up with um, diesel... I saw in the I saw some of those stickers that said it has Joe Biden that said I did this or something I did that and there's one with Kamala I saw Kamala on my gas pump as well I think it said we did it Joe or something like this and you can tell where maybe some people tried to pick them off but you know where the part of the country that I'm in um, I think for every ten people I think seven of them agree with those stickers maybe eight people. And then a couple of people may, I don't know, may think he's doing a great job. But I want you to listen to this introduction. This, this is the only time in recent memory besides, well, let me let me say the full sentence. He, he has come out, Biden has come out and done read, read statements, pre, pre-written statements by his team in the wake of Uvaldi. He's read a written statement. He's not taken... A lot of questions directly uh, from from the media. We've got his White House press secretary, who candidly has no idea what she's doing. Jen Psaki, the previous White House press secretary, who's now trying to start a I don't know what she doing a TV show at MSNBC. Probably fifty or seventy five people watching. I'm not sure, but they she's doing that now. She at least could sell the nonsense, right? She she committed to it. She didn't even the part of your brain that says, "Wow, what I'm saying really doesn't make sense." She just turned that off. She she could commit, that it didn't matter what type of what type of nonsense that the team asked her to spew, she was happy to do it. That's what she did. She didn't have a problem. Now she's perfect practice by the way to get a show at M- MSNBC. <laughs> but so you've got you've got that happening and now we've got a new press secretary who's i think i mean all she's doing is reading from this binder she reads pre-prepared you know answers to the to the questions half the time i think she's in the wrong section of the binder and she's she's not able to pull it off because the part of her brain that says this is bat crap crazy what i'm supposed to say isn't turned off and you can see you can see it on her face you can hear it in the way that she's uncertain about her statements you can see it in everything that she that she does. I mean, you can see it up there. It's right there for everybody to see, and so that's that's one of the sideshows going on with with you know the way that they are trying to pedal whatever nonsense of the day they're trying to pedal. But they keep the president largely, by and large, out of the fray. So this was this was a big moment for Biden to come back on to find friendly. Uh, you know, a late night talk show host who, by the way, at the beginning of this interview says he's going to ask him tough questions. Give me a break that if these were tough questions, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, who is not a journalist. And I, in fairness, I don't think he's even trying to pretend to be one here. Maybe a, maybe a slight tad bit. Um, but this this was an orchestrated fake event is what this was we saw the real events by the way we saw real events that biden was involved with back before the 2020 election you remember people standing in circles it looked like the circles i used to play Pee Wee baseball years ago i was pitcher's helper or whatever they called that position back then and if you got the ball inside the circle the runners had to go back to their bases if they didn't cross that's how it was when we played anyway they didn't cross the the stripe that was midway between the bases between first and second base or whatever. If the ball got back into the circle and the pitcher's helper had it, you had to go back to the base if you were not past that line. That's what it looked like. Biden's events, his big rallies, literally, (laughs) when you had pictures taken of these events, you've seen the pictures. There were people sitting in fold-out chairs in circles that I presume were six feet because of COVID, and then those circles were six feet apart and probably six feet beyond that, and there's like eight people. And I think they kind of operated under the illusion that the reason no one was there was because of COVID, but the truth is no one was there because no one wanted to hear what this guy had to say. Everyone instead wanted to hear what Trump had to say. You saw Trump. Trump could pack NFL stadiums. Trump could probably, we went to the Indianapolis 500 uh, a couple weeks ago, whenever that was, I think Trump could fill the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and I think that'd be a heck of an event for people to go see. By the by the way, anyhow, the point is this guy, Joe Biden. All due respect, President of the United States, has he? he what what I'm about to play for you is not real. It is not genuine enthusiasm. I think it was coached. I don't know if it was the administration. I don't know if it was the producer. I don't know if the people in the crowd are all Biden's, you know, family and supporters. Maybe it's the House of Rep- Nancy Pelosi's House of Representatives. I don't know who's in the crowd because we don't get to see that. But it's not real people who have a real, authentic, genuine reaction to the President of the United States. Listen to this now. First of all, listen to the introduction that he gives, which, of course, he's proud. He's he's proud. And then remember, this is. This is political drama. This is meant for consumption. This is meant to create an image in the minds of the people who watch and listen to this mindless drivel. It is to get a message to them that's unspoken, which is, man, this guy, people really support this guy. What he's doing isn't as unpopular as it appears to me, right, as I live my life. Maybe other people have it better than me. Maybe maybe these people are not having so much... Uh, pain at the pump and if they are it's evil corporations fault it can't be joe biden's fault or the democrat party's fault or any of that no 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 because biden told me so and jimmy kimmel told a joke about it and it was funny and i think it has to be true that biden's not the problem he's just some kind old grandfatherly figure kimmel's happy he voted for him maybe maybe this isn't as bad as I think that it is folks do not fall for these side shows and shenanigans and smoke and mirrors this is not real 100% guaranteed not real I want you to listen to this
0: is to aviator sunglasses what Tom Cruise is to aviator sunglasses I Tom Cruise I to say I voted for him dozens of times well, He is the reason we all got a cavity search tonight Please
1: welcome the 46th President listen, of the United States Joe Biden Listen to this reaction I'm not this is not edited He's just taken his mask off I didn't see that originally Took his mask off standing by nobody shaking hands with Jimmy Kimmel about to kiss him in the mouth Listen this is this is just the beginning of this We're just aviators, by the way. Standing ovation. I think I see Pelosi back there. They're shooting the... Oh, we got people clapping. Here we go. Someone's telling them applause. Applause. Listen to this. You believe any of this? You got to quiet Settle down. Settle down. It's like I got freaking Justin Bieber up here. Settle down. Listen to this. You believe this? 100% fact. 100% fake. I'm not even joking. Anyway, that's how the thing started. That's how the speech or the interview started. It is all for political consumption. There is nothing real here. It has to be fabricated. It has to be turned into something that it really isn't. Because, folks, the truth is... The truth is we all know what the truth is. We experience it every day. Every day. This nation is going through a man-made crisis. Oh, I don't want to be gender specific. A human-made crisis. Maybe I should say a radical leftist made crisis. That's what we're experiencing all at the hands of people like President Joe Biden. This is their fingerprints are all over this and well, look, they're they're either inept, let me say it this way. They're either completely inept, which is borderline believable. Or or they hate this country as much as they've always told us that they do, and they are doing it intentionally. Either way, I mean, the bottom line is this is the result of ideas and policies and pressures that have been created by people with names and faces like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, a lot of nameless, faceless people in the bureaucratic state. this is not real this is a hundred percent not real it's fake made up make-believe fantasy junk is what it is but they want you to feel it they want you to sense it again they they depend upon people paying casual attention to what's going on they don't want people to really look at things think about them themselves and ask tough questions by the way, Jimmy Kimmel did not, not ask anything remotely close to a tough question. You know, as as a rule of thumb, if you're praising the person that you're, you're asking questions of, you're not asking hard questions. Just, as, just throw that out there for Jimmy Kimmel, which he did, by the way. He's proud. He said to have voted for Biden 12 times, which, I mean, I don't know if the, if the election integrity police are going to flag that because that may be a hat tip to the election fraud i I mean i'm gonna take jimmy kimmel at his word here and say that jimmy kimmel did vote for president biden 12 times i mean based on what i've uh, seen and heard from 2000 mules i mean that seems like a logical possibility so all that being said quick time out my friends you're listening here to conservative not better talk i am your host todd huff back here in just a minute My friends going through this speech, and I know there's other news, but I do I do think this is important because this when I say I keep saying speech, but this interview. It's it's a coordinated interview. It's not a real it's not a real interview. I don't I don't know how else to describe this. This is this this is a staged event. This is not you know, I know I know people had their problems with Trump, and that's fine if you did. That that's not even the point. But when he sat down with the journalist It was not, (laughs) surely we all can agree that it was not a scripted interview. I mean, these things got contentious a lot. Um, I'm just, I'm envisioning some of these incidents. And I think the journalists, the so-called journalists, the professional deceivers, I think they they considered it a a badge of honor to elicit a response from, from Trump. And of course it would get tweeted out and shared and drive traffic to these people's website, like for example, CNN, what are their rate? Aren't their ratings down? Like, did I see 75% since Trump's out of office? You know, once, once they didn't have anything to terrify their viewers of people quit watching because of what it is. And I don't, I don't blame them anyway. So let's go here to this, uh, back to this interview, back to this staged event where people in the crowd almost act like Elvis has entered the building. Um, Biden here with Jimmy Kimmel. He is um Jimmy Kimmel here. This is a, a clip. Sorry, my uh my computer's acting a little bit funny here. This mouse isn't letting me do what I want to do. Here we go. So look, we're talking we get to the issue about guns, and of course, Uvalde comes up, and we've we've talked about this, and I've um I told you that doing those shows I think are those days were the hardest shows that I've that I've had to do because you come on here and it's 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 sad it's tragic people want want answers people want solutions and and we all want those things but there's this period of time at the beginning where there's there's just a lot of of raw emotion, and some people, unfortunately, take advantage of this and try to, uh, well, to try to use it for their own political purposes. These are terrible people that do this, by the way, and it, it's again awful circumstances, awful things that have happened, sad. So there's an emotional component of this, and what ends up happening is that certain people with certain ideas or beliefs, certain you know uh, ideas of or, for example, people who embrace the Second Amendment, believe in the liberty, the right to keep and bear arms that that right that's enshrined in the the Constitution, the Bill of Rights um, even people who are ardent defenders of that they there's difficulties just because it it can be misinterpreted and you don't want to, in the wake of these shootings we have to allow and i said this the day after the the shootings on the next show i said we have to just we have to just mourn this this is terrible stuff but when we also have to take the emotion out of it when it comes to making good decisions that consider other factors that should be considered in all these things including what would actually work what respects liberty? What what can be done that wasn't done in Uvalde that might have prevented Uvalde, or in um, in Buffalo, or wherever? Right at Columbine back in nineteen ninety nine. Anyway, the the emotionalization of these things are staying there and continually going back to this, and to try to get at that raw emotion um, that. <laughs> We want to honor and mourn absolutely. Respect those um, those who have lost loved ones, and just those children who experience that. All that is real, real stuff. But to to try to use to get to emotion to push people to make decisions on things when we should say, okay, let's try to actually remove the emotion sympathize and empathize with people let's 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 step back and let's think about this and what can be done that also respects liberty what actually would have prevented this incident from happening is there anything what can we do those are all fine conversations but if we're if we're trying to do those in the wake of stirring up emotion it's not it's not the best thing it just it isn't um so that's kind of what Kimmel does here I want to play this this soundbite here. Um, and then I want you to listen to what Kimmel actually recommends happen, what people do, which I think, well, just listen to this.
0: Shouldn't we demand that every senator in the United States sit with those families?
1: Well, the answer is. Now, it's very sad. It's very sad that these families lost horrifically sad. What happened is evil, despicable, all that stuff. We we've said that repeatedly. But what what is Kimmel implying here? That the people who aren't in these families, these senators, don't don't care? Is that is that the assumption? Is that what he's suggesting? what, what does that do? I mean, what would sitting with them do other than just make it more emotional when we should mourn and we should honor, and we should respect and dignify the family without saying, okay, let's, let's make this as an emotional experience as possible and then decide what to do. That is, um, I just think that that's really exploiting the circumstances because we want to think these things through, not just say, this is terrible, whatever makes people feel better right now, um, or that shows the country that we're doing something, we shouldn't just embrace that just because it's in this emotional moment. If they were being fair-minded about this and not trying to manipulate things, they would just say, hey, let's mourn, let's understand and dignify and honor those who passed away, and let's have a discussion, but let's not stay in let's not stay in the raw motion because that's that's not when we're necessarily making the most um you know the most thoughtful decisions sometimes it could be emotionally driven and emotional decisions um don't always have the the best aren't always the best decisions so but anyway let's let's I'm going to play a little bit more of this Sorry about that. Let's turn that back on. Here we go. I think we, we, we should make the demand. Here's what has to happen. All of you folks, and I hope, and I'm not being facetious when I say this, the Republicans here as well. You've got right to here, make Jeff. sure that this becomes a voting issue. See? It's got to be one of those issues where you decide your position on the issue of senator or candidate for House or Senate. On what we're going to do on us with assault weapons, and how have to have, maybe it'll have three hundred rounds in a magazine. And mag- I mean, what you say on those things is going to determine how I'm going to vote for you. It should be one of those issues.
0: You're right. It is our fault that people in the House and Congress can take responsibility for it, but it is our fault because we need to stop this.
1: We need to do it. Well, we did last time, as I okay. He's talking about how he, the 1994 assault weapons ban, and how that. Well, doesn't that necessarily coincide with what the actual data shows and what the actual report says? But nonetheless, to to say, I just to me this is so much more unconscionable. When he when he says, you know, that they have this really emotional moment about the shooting, and then Biden looks at the he's looking at the audience here, which of course is all donors or Senate aides, probably one of these people is a. A to the Supreme Court justice that leaked the Roe v. Wade case for all we know, but they he looks at the audience and says, "We gotta, we gotta make this a vote, an issue that we vote on." So he's literally, he's literally campaigning in a sense on this. This to me is infinitely more. Just you can't, you should not go here. Anyone who dignifies and respects these you know, the 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 lives that were lost and the families and all of this, you're why would you intentionally, if you're in if your intentions are to do the right thing and not just make political hay out of this moment or to use it to help yourself politically as these folks are political opportunists in ways that I don't think I, I think it's hard for the average person to grasp. It's sickening to me. But instead of saying, you know, we don't want this to happen again, what the families had to experience as atrocious, evil, awful, you know, our heart breaks for them. I think the right thing to do as a, as a genuine leader would be to say, look, we're going to have a discussion on this. I don't see eye to eye with the other side of the aisle. But we all agree that these things, if there's anything we can do to stop this, that we need to look at what that, what that can be. We also need to think about liberty. We also need to think about, you know, the full range of possible solutions, but we need to think about this and talk about this reasonably, not from a position of making this a raw motion and saying we have to do something today. And you should vote on this because I think I to me this is this is incredibly despicable display uh, that that's happening here. So timeout is in order long in this segment, my friend. Sit tight, listen to conservative not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back. How awful is it, by the way? Short segment here. How awful is it, by the way, that Jimmy Kimmel says that he thinks all senators should sit down with um, with these these families? Um, is it not insinuating at some point that it's this it's senators' fault? It are it is senators' direct. Fault, particularly Republican senators and they should have to sit down with these families because they're incapable of feeling the sadness and extreme grief I mean this is beyond the pale to me I mean you people have some really we can attack ideas and we can um, we can talk about what works but this is this is intended to Again, capitalize politically. It's sickening. It really is on the extreme loss of people. I just, I don't, I understand who the people who are making these strategic decisions are, but I don't understand how you can get there as a human being. I don't. And to suggest that these innocent young children who died horrific death, who witnessed horrific things, parents and all this stuff. And, of course, there's all sorts of things, unanswered questions about why the police did what they did and all that stuff. Absolutely terrible. But it, but to suggest that the federal government is responsible for this. I mean, if, if there was a law that says assault weapons are illegal, are we to believe that this individual would not have gotten one well Todd he he purchased them and he wouldn't have been able to purchase them okay but I don't know I I just to me this is incredibly naive and I think it's again politically opportunistic this is a this is a performance this is to um to try to emotionalize and and just go after people's grief and sadness and say, you know, we want you to to vote on this. That's what they literally said. That's what Biden said. It's sad, it's sick, it's disgusting. I want to play this really quickly and t- uh, take a quick time out after this. But Biden, this is another reason why <laughs> I think this thing was 100% staged. I think this exchange right here was pre-planned and this was Biden's chance to deliver a line and he did. he didn't deliver it very well. Let's just be honest here. But, you know, he he didn't think of this on the spot. At least I don't think. And or if he is, if it was extemporaneous or spontaneous, then one would ask, why does the president of the United States want to imprison his political opponents? I mean, listen to this.
0: I understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not Following the rules, well, you and gotta even- send to
1: jail. Uh, you
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> the president is with us. Yeah. We got in right be before right the break. What an
1: amazing time! The timing of the president is impeccable here. I don't know if he's got his earpiece, <laughs> I don't know if there's cue cards in the crowd. I-, I do know that this was probably rehearsed, and that the people clapping in the crowd are undoubtedly either, um members of Biden's staff they are uh, you know one of the clerks for the radical leftists on the Supreme Court maybe AOC's in the crowd I don't know but it's not regular people that's what I do know regular people would not be this enthusiastic and excited about the nonsense being articulated well that's way too big of a word to use to describe this that's being spewed up here on on this stage between Jimmy Kimmel and Joseph R. Biden. Quick time out, my friends. Listen to conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in mere moments. Come back, my friends. There's other parts of this I want to play. I simply don't have time. I will tell you if you want to see. Huh, part of me thinks, why would you want to see this? But I, I think it's important if you want to understand how they're going to try to frame the 2022 midterms, this is a great sneak peek into how they're going to do that. I've posted this on our show notes page at community.toddhuffshow.com. You can see our show notes by... It's just our online community. All you got to do is create a, It's a free account to, to see that and check out the stack of stuff and there you go. Um, you can see the the video. A couple other things that came up. I'm just going to kind of hit the high points in the time. Well, the... High points for a Biden interview. That doesn't even make sense. But um, Biden railed on, you know, saving our democracy. And again, folks, we have a republic. This this matters. This is not parsing words. We have a constitutional republic or even a democratic republic, which means the will of the people certainly matters. But a republic represent, or I should say protects the rights of the minority the rights of the individual that's what a republic does it protects that from the rule of the majority in a, in a pure democracy without um without a form of without a, without a way to respect and to enumerate the liberties of the individual it's simply the rule of the majority and this by the way this is a a subtle thing and the left's been investing a lot in this. It's, it's subtle to a lot of people, but I'm telling you, it matters. If they get the average person to think America is a democracy, and again, we have democratic aspects. I, I'm not minimizing that, but it is a republic, a constitutional republic that protects the rights of the individual, even if every other person on planet Earth or in the United States says that person doesn't have a right because the majority has spoken. This is, by the way... Democracy, a pure democracy, is a short jump from there to a uh, social uh, democratic socialist, which is why Bernie. I've gone through all this in the past shows and so forth. It's why Bernie Sanders refers to himself as a democratic socialist. This is how they bridge the gap and they're effective with a lot of people. Biden reminded us he got 81 million votes. He told us how he convinced the board, a uh, chairman of the board of. General Motors to go all electric, which has me wondering if she had a meeting with Hunter Biden either before or after that. I'm not sure. (laughs) Laptop data is still pending. Um, Biden was up there bragging that there are 48 of, well, 48 Democrat senators that vote with him 95% of the time. I think it's funny how that's framed. Republicans, when they're in power, um, if they were voting with the GOP president 95% of the time, that would be framed as a dangerous and tyrannical and fascist sort of movement. But when Democrats are in power, they need Republican votes. Suddenly, bipartisanship is an awesome thing. And it's, they also need bipartisanship when Republicans are in power. That's when it matters. But when Democrats have enough votes to where they don't need Republicans, suddenly, and I've seen this happen, and if you've been around or paid attention for long enough, you've seen it as well, that's when we're told elections have consequences just go back and look at the Barack Obama years and see exactly what I'm talking about in fact Obama made those very exact that very statement uh, in a meeting with republican members of congress quick time out my friends out of time here back in just a minute <laughs> Friends, unfortunately, that is all the time we have, not just for today, but for the entire week. It's a pleasure, as always, to be here. You can always, if you missed any part of this, the programs this week, immediately I want to say shame on you, I'm just teasing, but you can always go back and listen to those by downloading the podcast. That is free. You can go to Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to toddhuffshow.com slash podcast as well. You can listen there. Or you can go and join the online community, community community.toddhuffshow.com. Start a free account there, poke around and see what else we've got. I've got to go have a great weekend. SDGC Monday.